Hello and welcome to the Select Sector Spider Sector Digest podcast for the week of December 26, 2022. I'm your host, Paul Bayaki, ready to dig into all things sectors for the week ahead and look back at the week that was. And before I do that, I just want to acknowledge that it is the end of the year and I hope everyone who celebrated it had a wonderful Christmas holiday with friends and family or whoever they're celebrating with, wherever they're celebrating. And I also wanted to thank everyone for tuning into this podcast. We've been doing this for just under a year now and we are very passionate about the sector story and about sectors in general. And we know that there's a lot of investors, advisors, et cetera, who use sectors as a framework. And we hope with this podcast to produce content and insights and data that is valuable to those folks who are interested in the sector marketplace. And for the past year, we've been iterating on this, hoping to make it as valuable as possible. And the fact that folks have been tuning in and listening to this means a lot to me and to us as a team. And so I just wanted to shout out to all of our listeners and thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast and for supporting it. If you do like it, please go ahead and like it on the podcast platform where you listen to this podcast and other podcasts. So let's dig into the prior week. And someone told me on the previous podcast that it was a little bit grinchy, and that certainly wasn't my intention. I'm just trying to provide the news and the data, but we can start off with some positive economic data. In fact, we had a big beat on consumer confidence this week, up to 108.3, which is Quite a change from what we've seen for most of 2022. We had higher than expected real GDP at 3.2% versus 2.9%, which means, of course, that nominal GDP is, is very strong. And I know nominal GDP isn't as important to investors because you have to adjust for inflation, but it does speak to this idea that a lot of people have been arguing for, which is that economic activity is robust. Whether you look at the jobs market, whether you look at this latest GDP print, and that would certainly be supportive of that perspective. What that means from a Fed policy perspective, I think, remains to be seen. But we also saw a beat on new home sales unexpectedly, higher than expected consumer sentiment. So it's not all dark clouds as we head into the end of 2022 and look ahead to 2023. But on the other hand, we did get a miss on building permits and existing home sales. So the reality is, is the housing market is challenged. That's the nature of financing a mortgage where rates have risen so dramatically in such a short period of time, it's going to inevitably have an impact on residential housing. And that's what we're seeing play out and what we've been seeing play out so far in 2022. We did get a slightly higher than expected core PCE number, but it's still below the Fed's target. And again, PCE is the Fed's favored indicator of inflation. So we'll see again how all of this data impacts the trajectory of Fed policy as we head into 2023 and later in January, the first Fed decision of 2023, which of course the market will be watching closely. And based on the new methodology for measuring job revisions, it seems the economy created less jobs recently than previously reported. And and that does put pressure on the Fed to be perhaps less aggressive in their interest rate policy. So to that end, I think you look at the past week and the S&P 500 was down 20 basis points. So basically flat. 
and you had some pretty good economic data mixed in there. And in theory, in a market where bad news is good news, the job revisions that we saw would, in theory, put less pressure on the Fed to be as aggressive with their interest rate policy. Although Powell has said, we're going to try and manage inflation, economic impacts be darned. So looking at the week, fairly light, 500 million or so shares traded across the select sector spider lineup, which of course is on the low end and is reflective of a week in which folks were probably eyeing the Christmas holiday, perhaps even taking time off. And that's what you expect in a market like this. If you look inside the S&P 500, you had six of the 11 gig sectors up for the week, including energy up three and a quarter percent, the best performing sector for the week. We also saw defensive sectors like utilities, staples and healthcare all outperform. On the flip side, XLY, the worst performing sector, consumer discretionary down three and 3.35%, while technology was down 2.26%, and then communication services down about 52 basis points. So again, despite the fact that you had six of 11 gig sectors up for the week, those meaty sectors in the market that have such significant weightings and tend to influence the market much more than, say, energy at its 5% weighting meant that the market was down for the week. But again, basically flat. From a flows perspective, we saw $8.4 in net redemption activity over the course of the prior week. $5 million of that came out of XLF. $2 million came out of XLI. $2 million shares out of XLC. The other side of the coin is we saw 2.7 million created in XLE, which to be clear, and what we've talked about so far in 2022 is despite the fact that XLE is such a strong performer on a relative basis, we haven't seen this avalanche of creation activity in XLE. So getting 2.7 million new shares created last week is noteworthy to that end. And then 1.6 million new shares created in XLV or healthcare. So from a flows perspective, a fairly muted week. From a trading perspective, a fairly muted week as well. And the sector in focus this week is, is not as much a sector as a group of sectors, all focused on one big, meaty, significant macroeconomic dynamic, and that's China's reopening. We hear a lot about the expectation that China is going to be a little bit more lax with their COVID policy, or said another way, less restrictive with their COVID policy, which in theory means more economic activity, which in theory means more economic stimulus, which in theory means, of course, an outright reopening of China and its trade with and activity with the global economy. And in Bloomberg, there is a China sales exposure index. It's pulled from the Russell 1000. So it's not a perfect proxy for the S&P 500, which of course is the universe from which the select sector spiders pull their holdings. But you can at the, at the high level, get a feel for sector exposures within that index and some of the companies within that index. And the, the sectors that have significant revenue exposure to China are XLI or industrials, which makes sense. These are big global equipment companies at the top of that sector. You've got XLK technology, which again, big diversified semiconductor companies as well as traditional technology companies have outsized exposure to China from a revenue perspective. And then finally, consumer discretionary from a sector exposure perspective. So going into 2023, if the expectation is that China is going to reopen and economic activity there is going to improve, those are the three sectors in the S&P 500, in the select sector spider lineup 
that have disproportionate exposure to China sales. Whether or not that's going to benefit those companies and those sectors remains to be seen. But just thinking about how different economic dynamics, different geopolitical dynamics, and of course, different valuation and fundamental dynamics impact various sectors is what we try and analyze here. And the China reopening story is certainly top of mind for a lot of investors. It's top of mind for a lot of the research that comes across my desk. And so just trying to distill that down into the sector story is hopefully providing additional context for sector investors. Now, on the economic data front next week, we get some additional housing data. We get the FHFA home price index as well as the Case-Shiller index. We get pending home sales. So we'll get additional updates on the nature of and the status of the housing market here in the United States. But beyond that, we just don't have a lot of economic data coming in next week. Monday, of course, is the Christmas holiday in the markets. And so markets will be closed. A lot of people will be off. It will likely be a fairly quiet week, although I'm sure advisors, investors will be trying their best to make sure that they reconcile accounts at year end and, and manage tax exposures, etc. And so there will be folks trading this week, most likely, but it will likely be another light week. We don't have any real earnings of note coming up next week. So I'm going to end it here. I'm going to thank you all once again for listening this year. My name is Paul Bayaki, Chief ETF Strategist with SSNC Alps Advisors. Next time we talk, it will be on the other side of the calendar year into 2023. So with that, I wish you all a happy new year. Hope you all have a wonderful holiday. Get some time off to spend with friends and family and enjoy it and get ready to once again attack the new year with the same vigor that we attacked 2022, even though it was a very challenging year for a lot of investors and for a lot of asset allocations. So take care. Talk to you next time. 